theyeshiva.net. So there's a beautiful vart from the Halakasat Merov, Shusayagan Aleinu Balkal Yisrael, whose yard site was also just last week, Chavavov. Divriyoyal says that uh, it says in Parshas Ekev that we read two Shabbosim ago about Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Asha'ene Hashem Alekechabom Ereshis Hashana, Vad Achris Shana. So the Mepharshim said that Alpidiktuk, there's something amiss, there's something off. Either you say Mereshis Hashana, Vad Achris Hashana, or you say Mereshis Shana, Vad Achris Shana. For example, in English, you could say Hashem's eyes are focused on Eretz Yisrael from the beginning of a year till the end of a year. That makes sense. Mereshis Shana, Vad Achris Shana. Or you could say Hashem's eyes are focused on Eretz Yisrael from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. It's also good. Mereshis Hashana, Achris Hashana. But in this post, it's Mereshis Hashana, Vad Achris So, you remember Mesech Tereshis Hashana, where the, the sugi about this in Mesech Tereshis Hashana? Ah. We shouldn't do any pchines now, Zogstam. Huh? Shana Shirasha Betchilosa, huh? No, who had that daf? No, Vachadav. Very good. Misashad is Besaifa. So, the Satmerov asked this question What's the Alpidiktuk? And he said as follows He said, In the beginning of every year, Beginning of a year, Rosh Hashanah, everybody's feeling is, this is going to be the year. Sakim Tanaya Yar, Anaya Haschala, Mereshis Hashanah. It's not just going to be a year. This is going to be Hashanah. It's going to be the best year of my life. I'm going to make the most money I ever made, do the most sales, be the most courageous. So Sibyl, make a resolution. This is going to be Hashanah. You remember the first day when you went to Yeshiva, yeah? Or Cheder, the first day, right? Even though you suffered already eight years. ADD, ADD, ADHD straight, right? But that first day, that first day, you had hope. This is going to be the year, the year. Kachman Hagen Shaloylo. Satmarov says, then the year passes. <laughs> and you look at it and you say, another year bites the dust. Nachayara Dirachigangen. Nachayara Vegepatet. Nachafahakta Favundeta. Yar. It started off as Reish's Hashana. It ends off as Acheris Shana. It's another year. So he says, the Torah is telling this to you, that you should be aware not to fall into that trap. It's not Teferi Shlomo. Teferi Shlomo, the Heleke Radomska says that Mincha Erev Reish Hashana, we daven, and we daven Shminesh. And one of the brachas is, Barich Aleinu, Hashem Alekeinu, as Hashana Hazois, as culminate for us, Lutzaiva, the same Brachal Pnei Hadama, Vorich Shnasenu, Kashanim Hatoivis Levrach is away. It's Erev Shashanim Mincha. You may be davening it by Lichtzende. Yeah? Maybe even a minute before Shkia. Yeah? And the best I could take Siddur Shayid, at least some Kreisen, it could be way, way, it's pretty dark outside. Was Baruch Haleni making Hashem's, I mean, Hashem's nom and Baruch Hashem and Baruch Hashanem. Bless this year like the best year, really. How many more seconds are left of the year? 10 seconds, 40 seconds, maybe 20 minutes. And even if you dive in an early mincha, mincha gedayla, or mincha ktana on time. So a few hours. He says, yeah, that's the hashkafa funyadus. The hashkafa funyadus is, as in a par minute, 
In a poor secundus, come in mechadash zayn ayar, come in baitin ayar. So the Satmir of said, that's pshat, we say in the Musaf of Shabbos, in Hula Kaini, heim ga'alti eschem, acheris kivreshis. What is acheris kivreshis? As the acheris, the acheris of zayn azavideshis. That the same gishmak, the same enthusiasm somebody has in the beginning, they should be able to have by acheris also. So that's our theme today, his chachos. The question is, how do you get from acheris kevreshis? Bereshis is bereshis, it's a new beginning. But that the acheris should be, acheris should be kevreshis, not to lose one's passion and enthusiasm after a while, especially when life is, it's a good Hebrew word, shigra, shigra, everything is, becomes, afidr zokman, monaton. In English they call it monotonous. Same challenges, same clients, same office, same cubicles. You know, been there, done it. And the truth is, you see today that people are often extremely bored. Somebody once said, I'm finding myself to be very bored, and I think that I'm the cause. Because that's really the shoyrish of boredom. The shoyrish of boredom is not other people. It's not even the speech you're at. (laughs) Sometimes it's easy to blame this, that. The real shoydash of boredom is me. There's a yid I knew, he passed away a few months ago, Rebbe Din Evan Yisor, Steinsalz. So a Talmud of his wrote, he wrote to me, he went over to Rebbe Din and he said that davening, I find davening to be very uninteresting. Like the same thing every day, it's just, it's, it's so boring, it's long and boring. Like, why are you excited about it? So Rabbi Din told him that every day a person changes. Every day a person grows. Every day a person experiences different things in life. Different things are happening. So the text may be the same, but what the person sees in the text could be different every single day. Because you're in a different place every day. So the boy says, Rebbe, and what if I'm not? So he says, then it's not the davening that's boring, then you're the one who's boring. So you're a boring person. So become a little bit of a more interesting person. Dig a little deeper and find what's happening inside of you. The truth is, a real person can't be bored because you have 80 trillion cells <laughs> and you have 100 billion, 100 billion neurons. <laughs> And in each one, a lot is going on. And that's all what we know of on a conscious level. On a subconscious level, it's ad ein seif. So if when a person is bored, it's because I'm not in touch with myself. I'm distracted from myself. The more a person is intimate with their own panemius, with their own inner core, there is always an infinite wellspring of mayim she'en lehem seif. There's a Meiridik word from the Maharal of Prague. It's also connected to this month, I'm saying on my own, because Chodesh, every Chodesh has a mazel from the 12 mazalas. So you have Tle, Shoy, Tomim, Sartan, Aryeb, Sulam, Iznayim, Akrav, Keshes, Gdid, Li, Dogim. Which Dafin Rish Hashanah? Yud Aleph. Amid Aleph or Amid Beis? Amid Beis. And you know the, you know, so you know what mazel Chima is? You know the Machlekes? 
Of which one? <laughs> okay. I'm just reminding you. I'm just reminding you. Yeah, that's where it gets lebedic. So what's the mazel of Elul? The mazel of Elul, you know, in Valozhin, in the yeshiva of Valozhin, under the Nitziv, they didn't have mesechtas. They didn't have all the mesechtas. Or even if they had, they didn't have enough. It's not like today, Baruch Hashem, Shufi. So what did they do? You're learning a Toysvah, a Rashi, you need to look up some other Masechta very often, right? So what do you do? So if you have a Masechta in the Shafa, you can go over. There's some yeshivas that even everybody has on their table, a small Shas. It's very gishmak. But if you don't have it, so in the Valoshan, they were Kaveya, that each one of the Bachrim should learn a Masechta Baalpeh, and he should know it backwards and forwards. And they gave him the name of that Masechta. So his name became, he's Masechta Zvachim, he's Masechta Menachas, he's Masechta Chulim. Somebody had a question, you knew, Ken's Gates of Masechta Zvachim, Ken's Gates of Masechta Edim, Ken's Gates of Masechta Yerushon, of Regen HaKatshah. Fratarosa in the cross, Al Shmoy, quite literally. So the mazel of Elul is Psula. It's a very interesting mazel. And it's not Stama, mazel. It's a sci- it's an astronomical fact. There's a reason for the mazolas. If you learn the Masechta Rish Hashanah, the Sugis, the Rishan, the Ramam Halchus Kiddush HaChodesh, that it was basically, the Ramam says it was made already in the times of Noyach, that they noticed that the backdrop of the sun, in every month, you could see different constellations of stars which have a certain form, whether it's Tle, which is the sheep, or Shoir, which is the ox, etc. So the mazel of Elul is called Psula. That's the mazel. Just like Av, you have Aryeh, the lion, which is masculine, and Elul is Psula, and then you have Tishrei Maznai. What's the connection between Elul and Psula? The Gemara says in Masechta Megillah, Dafiyud Gimel, maybe that's going to be the next Masechta, it's also a short Masechta. The Gemara says, it's a very Peladiki Gemara, speaks there about Esther and Achashverish. So the Gemara says, that the Pasuk says in Megillah, Vayehav HaMelech Es Esther Mikol HaNoshem. So the Pasuk is a little strange. Achashverish loved Esther more than all the Noshim, all the women. I got it. It's clear. There were a lot of Noshim that came, and he liked Esther more. Then the Pasuk adds, She had more chen and chesed from all of the other young women, all the other girls. So first of all, what do you have to repeat? And second of all, in the beginning it says, Mikol HaNoshem. And then at the end, it's, Vatisachein Vechazel Levonu Mikol HaPsolos. Omar Rav. So Rav. And Rav is from the G'doy Lechachmei HaTalmud, the transition generation from the Tanoyim to the Amirayim, who lived in the 3rd century, in the 200s, after the Common Era, around 150, 200 years after Churban Bayesheni. The first time you heard when Rav lived, okay. Lishkefelech, don't worry. So Omar Rav, Rav said, Pshat in the Pasuk. And Rav says, and I quote the Gemara, Bikesh litoim tam psula tam. Tam be'ila tam. The Pshat in the Pasuk is that there was something special about Esther. If, if Achashverish wanted the time of a psila, he wanted somebody completely new, Kala Belel Chopasa, he found that in Esther. 
If he wanted to be Tayyim Tam Be'ila, somebody's already been married for a long time, Tom, he could do that too. He can have that flavor too. That's Pshat in the post. Vayav HaMelech has estimated HaNoshim. She was like one of the Noshim who's married, a Be'ila. But he still loved her more than everybody. Vatisachein v'chesed lefonov. Even Mikol Apsulus. Thus is the Gemara. Frek de Maral from Prague. He has a sefer Or Chadosh. The Maral is a sefer Or Chadosh on Megillus Esther. So he has a long stickle on this. I just want to bring out one point that he says. What's the point of this Gemara? What's the Gemara telling us? Basically... The power of Esther. But what's the point here? What was this, a ness? Was this a miracle that Hashem made? Esther was already married. First of all, she was married to Mardechai. She was together with Achashverish. So you say Hashem made a ness? A modern ness to make. So I'll be pshat, you're going to say, it was part of the way that Achashverish is really going to choose Esther over everybody else. Still a strange thing. Even if it happened that way, the Megillah says it. And the Gemara explains it, and Rav wants we, wants we should know it. You might say it brings out the Taivas of Achashvedish. He was a real, real Baltaiva. Sometimes he wanted this, sometimes he wanted that. But that's already clear from the Gansa Suga, from the Gemara and Bechlau, from Megillah I guess this is just another icing on the cake about Achashvedish. So yet the fantasy of Asayat Gahat, how the Abish to get out from the Malazan and Esther. Perhaps. The Maharal says, he says a line, a very powerful line, and I quote, in Yiddish he would say, He never really became one and fully connected with her. There was always a part of her that he didn't know. A part of her that was mysterious. So every time, it's like the first time I met you. And really, as he explains, Esther really belonged to Mordechai. And Esther, I'm adding. So there was a mystery there. Like, who is this, who is this Esther? As much as he was married to her, and she was the queen, she was the first lady... But there was an element that he wasn't typhus. He, 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 he didn't have a real Kenyan. The Shem Shmuel calls him out. He says, At Nishkahat King, Kenyan. He didn't have a real Kenyan. When I, when there's a mystery, I don't get you. There's a part of you that eludes me. So whenever I have a connection, there's always psachidish. There's always something novel because I'm still feeling I'm scratching the surface. There's always more and more and more. Once I have you, I put you in the lid. Okay, I got you. Now, first of all, and I'm saying this in parentheses, this is excellent marriage advice. That's the first thing. The reason it's excellent marriage advice is because one of the greatest challenges in a lot of marriages is husbands think they know their wives. Sure. If you're married, you know better. And uh, the longer you're married, the better you know. And sometimes wives things they know their husbands, which is sometimes more true. But what often happens is 
Once I know everything about you, I think I know everything about you, you think you know everything about me, the relationship is done. I have you in a box, I put a cover over the box, and we could move on. The power of a good marriage versus not a good marriage is, in a good marriage there's mystery. I know that I don't know, and I'm curious, I'm inquisitive. Instead of knowing everything your wife was thinking, which is a normal temptation, she said something, you already know what she was thinking, you know why she did it, you know why she said it, you already get upset. You already have a whole thing of emotions. Why don't you ask? What should I ask? I know this person for 29 years. What should I ask? What should I ask? You know this person 29 years based on your own trauma. Do you know this person? Or you know that I'm looking for my glasses. Or my glasses, you look a certain way. But maybe I can open myself up to different possibilities. In a good marriage, you don't reach conclusions. You ask questions. Sakranut, inquisitive, interested. You don't make statements, you ask questions. I was once at a marriage workshop with a big therapist, so he finished, he said, I want to give a bracha to everybody, that when you're 97 years old and she's 96 years old and you're in Palm Beach, Florida by the ocean, on a hammock, you should look at her and say, it would be so nice if I can get to know you. With Esther, you could feel this. Esther, Miloshin, Hester. Aster, Aster. There's something you don't know. It's off limits. But every person is Every person has secrets they don't tell you, and they themselves may not know. Every person has layers and layers and layers, and a good relationship that stays open. I never close you in. There's always more to talk, more to explore. Now you're looking at me and you're like, really? Well, I know this person. And I'm saying, if you really know this person, you really don't know this person. It's impossible. You know Hashem? <laughs> if you don't know Hashem, how could you know a person? You really, the hostile is the Gansatzelem Elakim. There's an ain't soy for you, there's infinity in a person. I don't know myself. You think you know me? Your wife doesn't know herself. You think you know her? You don't know yourself. You think she, I know you. Comes to Shemi Shmuel, and based on this Maharal, he says a Gewaldic Avart. He says, "This Moisha, Moirasha, Kehilas Yaakov." Moirasha says the Gemara in Sanhedrin, "Al Tikre Moirasha Ella Meurasa." The Torah is Meuras Tzayidin. Torah is the Kala, and the Jew is the Chassan, and that's Pshat Meurasa Kehilas Yaakov. She's betrothed. She's Mekudeshes. Asher Kedushanu b'Mitzvoisav. It's an Indian of Kiddushin. It's not just he sanctified us. He was Mekadoshos. So Torah, on one hand, the Jewish people are sometimes called Hashem's Kala, or Torah is called the Kala, and the Jewish people are the Chassan. There's two ways of learning Torah. There's a person who learns, but Kevayachel is a Pchinas Ba'ula. I already know, I already have experience, I open up a Gemara, I already know how to read it, and you just go right back into the same 
box to the same orbit, or in the Lashon of Masech Tidish to the same Galgal. Zelba Galgal, that's Makif, the same orbit. He says the Chiddush of Achashvedish was that with Esther he felt the first time he couldn't be kind to her fully. So what's that a Jew needs to know there's something I still was not kind to, and therefore I know how to learn new things. The Baal Shem Tev once said it says Teres Hashem Tmima Meshivas Nafesh. What's Pshat Tmima? Teres Hashem Tmima. What's Tmima? So most people say Tmima means complete. Gans Tamim Tia. This week's parsha Tamim Tia Hashem Alekech. The Baal Shem Tev says Tamim Teres Hashem Tmima Kemisha Loi Noga Ba Adam Meolam. It's like nobody touched it. Imagine you have a birthday cake. Somebody brings in a birthday cake. And for 3,000 years, Jews are nibbling off the birthday cake. How much of the birthday cake would be left by the time you get it? And stale. Not much, right? Says the Baal Shem Tev They're learning it for 3,300 years. It's Tmima. Untouched. Not Tmima, it's perfect. Tmima, it's untouched. Untouched. It's complete. The cake is complete. What do you mean? What do you mean Untouched. Yeah, doiris, doiris, hundreds of doiris of Yidin, including Tanoim and Amiroyim, and Rabbanon Svaroi, and Goinim, and Rishonim, and Achroinim, and Achroinim, Achroinim, Goinim Yadar. They didn't only touch it. They delved into it, they lived it, they breathed it, they dedicated their life to it. What do you mean, like, Toiris Hashem to him? It's untouched. Pshat is. There's a difference between something that's gvul and believable, finite and infinite. Somebody has a billion dollars in the bank, the cut of mamish, just get enough, you know, sales. Okay, we'll settle for 10 million, is very good for a start. You have 10 million dollars in the bank, or even a million dollars in the bank, it's a nice number, but it's finite. And if somebody takes away a hundred dollars, it's not a lot, but it's noticeable. Because one million is made up of many ones. So if you take off one from one million, it's not significant, but it's not one million. And if you take off two, it's even less. And if you take off three, it's even less. And if you take off 500,000, it's already very noticeable because you cut 50%. But the fact that if you cut 500,000, it's noticeable is because even if you take away one dollar, it's noticeable. Because one million is made up of ones. What if you have, theoretically, infinite amount of money? I know it's not practical, but theoretically, bleakful. Then, you could take one, you could take a thousand, you could take a million. Nobody will notice. Why? Because it's infinite. Legabe bleakful, one, a thousand, a million, a billion, and a trillion is bedoima. <laughs> There's no difference. They're all equally distant from the destination. Just like one is distant, one million and one billion is equally distant because it's believable. So it's untouchable. It's genimin and genimin and genimin and genasht and genasht and genasht and genasht. It's not depletable. And chemist nish unheben so isolated. Zakta bal shamtev teres hashem tmima. Kemishaloy nagaba adameyaylam. Of course, people ate it and touched it and lived with it but they still didn't touch it. 
it's still complete. Because it's ain't safe, it's believable. Thus is the Gemara is up. There's a mile in Baula. There's a mile in experience. There's something special in having a relationship with somebody you know. You know what I mean? It's long, it's solid, it's stable. You can't compare Hassan and Akala, the day of the first day of the Sheva Brachas, to a couple that's been together for 50, 60 years. It's a different matzah. Mizadurich the Levin Sazaman, went through Nisyonis together, they survived the Shviger together. I don't mean your Shviger or my Shviger, that's Adekasin, but a Shviger. Yeah? Living life with somebody for years and years, it's a bond that's higher than Seichel, even higher than Midas. It's just a loyalty, you know? Two people look each other in the eyes. McKenna's. That's the Milo of Be'ula. But the Hishachas, that's the Kayachasul. That's the newness. The, the chius, the freshness. Don't ever think you have a Kenyan in Torah because then you get stuck. You stop thinking. You're not creative anymore. Very often, people take a safer. They can't see anything new. They follow the same mahalach that I had for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Same thing. Can you be Toyan Tams? Mayazach. Ainly Kenyan. And that's the Emes. Because if it's Ain Soif, as much as you are Matzliach, even if it's Taka, that you work your brain, there's always much more. Especially within the Gavra itself, there's often much more. That's why the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Kiyival Bachur Psule Yivaluch Banayich, Umesoyz Chosen Al Kala, Yosis Alayich Elekoyich, Yeshayo Pedrik Samachbez, which made its way into Lechadoidi. What's this idea? His Yehud Agoule is Kiyival Bachur Psule Yivaluch Banayich. That your relationship with Hashem is always new. How can it be always new? I was trained in such a home. How can it be that way? If you think you have God, <laughs> you don't have a relationship. It sounds like you think you know your wife. I don't know which one is more. But we'll figure it out. Bini Yisaid in the Bisha. Ain't It's a humility. So da pa mission prikayavas. The one place where Alisha ben Avuya is quoted for more people. Pedik Dalad Mishnachov, the end of Pedik Dalad. Alisha ben Avuya Imr. Halaimid Tayri Yalad Lamahu Daima Lidyoik Suval Naya Khadash. Meaning, if I teach Torah to a child, it's like ink inscribed on fresh paper, new paper. If I teach Torah to an older person, a zakin, the ink is also being inscribed on the paper, but it's machuk. So already you use the paper a hundred times and erased and erased and erased, which means the ink can't be so absorbed in the paper. Because there's so many layers, <laughs> you, right? Like when you build something in Yerushalayim, there's always the Boy Nechorvus Yerushalayim. It's a layer, a layer, a layer. There's so many layers. 
So they ask a Pashta Shaila. I understand Pirkeyavis, the Gemara says in Brachas Aflamid, Haraitsa, if you want, if Haraitsa, if somebody, Manda Boilam, have a Chesida, Lakaya Mila de Avis. Pirkeyavis is Mila de Chasidusa. Terecheres, Musser, Binadam Lachaveda, Hashkafa. So he's trying to say how the Eulah Taita yelled to Kavaldakin to learn Taita when you're a child because you're like a fresh sponge. You take everything in. But why is he trying? Why is he saying the opposite? Let's say you have an Elkiri Yig. You never learned. Kevin Balchuva, the Bakiva started to learn when he's 40. Because even today you start learning Taita when they're 60. I know a Yid who became a Balchuva at the age of 77. I know at the end of the age of 90, he's considered to become a Balchuva. So he opens up a Pirkei office. And what's the Mishnah telling him? Don't even try. <laughs> you know what I mean? I always get clapped to his shine. I always get mekdash tickle papir. You're already an older person. What's the point of the Mishnah? Say the positive. It's so discouraging for a Jew who didn't learn Torah as a child. What do you need to say the negative? Befrat, what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? You need Pirkei Yavis to tell me, to tell me that when you're a child, you grasp things better. You remember, everybody remembers everything that happened with their children. You're going to see your children will remember everything you said to them at the age of two, three, four, five, six. You don't remember what happened two hours ago. Your kid remembers what happened 20 years ago. We teach kids languages at a young age. They're so fertile. They're like wet sponges. They take it all right in. You teach somebody today something when you're older, yeah? He's already texting. It's impossible. Of course, you want your bucket to sit 17 hours straight. But you, you can't even sit two and a half minutes. The Rav goes eight minutes longer. If he speaks more than eight minutes, everybody's at the Kiddush. But then you want your bach. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> but we're not going to get into that parsha at the moment. <laughs> what do you need the Mishnah for? I know when I'm a child and I learn something, ich bin a frisch. I'll tell you a beautiful pshat in this Mishnah. I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He said as follows. It's not about age. It's about attitude. You could be 70 years old. You could be 40 years old. You could be 30 years old. You could be 50 years old. You can learn Torah as a child. You can even be 90 and learn Torah as a child. And you could be a youngster and learn Torah as a Zaki. It's an attitude. There's two ways of learning. One person comes in to learning. I'm not ready to hear something new. You're not going to surprise me. I have my way of thinking about things. I have my mahalach. Ich bin azakim. Zesha kamachachva. I'm already a chachim. You're not going to teach me anything new. It's going to go into a box that exists already. One of the worst compliments I can get after a shiris. We're learning a pesach. And somebody says, Yeah, it's mamash devart I heard last Shabbos of Hashal Shabbos. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either you didn't understand what I said, or I didn't convey what I said. Because I want to put it into a box. I have a filing cabinet. I hear something. Let me put it in. I already come with paradigms, with hanuchas. I already know the matzah. I know everything. That's toida le metoida zakim. Mishnah says, don't learn like that. Halay metoida yelad. 
always be like a child. I know nothing. Teach me. Teach me. Abai, teach me. Rova, teach me. Moshe teach me. Rebakiva, teach me. Rashi, teach me. Rambam, teach me. Teach me. Christ Gornish. When I feel the dust was I'm open. Wet sponge. I'm open. I'm open to be remolded. I'm open to explore. I'm open to excavate. Because I'm dealing with infinity. And when you're dealing with infinity, the greatest enemy is to say, I know. I once asked a very big psychotherapist who's been doing it for 50 years. I said, when a patient comes in, is there a way of knowing you're going to be matzliach or you're not going to be matzliach? What do you have to wait two years and charge him 20,000 bucks? Maybe the first session is a way to say, it's a bracha He told me something interesting. He said from his experience, a patient comes in, if he has his life figured out, this is not going to be successful. I ask him, why do you think this is going on? Because of this. Why? Everything is figured out. There's already an encyclopedia. It is, it is, he has an erech, an entry, on everything, a Wikipedia, on his wife, on his mother-in-law, on his shved, on himself, on his kids, and everybody in his life, he's figured out. He said, a person comes in, I stop, start asking him questions, and he's like, uh, I don't know, I don't, uh, I'm not going to do it at a speech, but you get the point. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, there's hope. <laughs> There's hope. He didn't lock himself. He didn't climb up on a tree and he's staying there. In his box. There's an expression. It comes from the already, it comes from Bali Musa. I think it's in Shevet Musa. Kol gay shoyte. Gimel yud aleph. Every arrogant person is a shoyte. It's based on Pekiyavas. Why? Why? Why is kol gay shaita? Gay miloshin geus, gaiva, not uh, the other word. It's a Hebrew word. Why? Why kol gay shaita? I can't be a balgaiva and a chacham. The answer is it's a definition. If you're arrogant, it means you are a shaita. It's not, it's not a, a, a prediction that's going to happen. It means be'etzim am a shaita. The greatest enemy to wisdom is thinking as a chabasarais. The greatest hachana to wisdom is sakranut, openness, humility, bittel. That's why we say every day, v'nafshi ka'afel ha'kol p'sach libi What's the connection? It's from Brach is daf yud zayin, elikain What's the connection? It's hagdama. There's no p'sach, if there's no nafshi ka'afel ha'kol it can't be p'sach libi b'seresach. Zok ta'chashveirish, zok that's the relationship. That's why Elul is Psula. That's Elul. What's Elul? Elul is his chachos. Life, I know it already. Leave me alone. Here we go again. The same chicken, the same compote. Maybe we'll have sushi this year. 
the Zalber Shoifer, the same Musa, the same guilt. Here we go again. You're guilty, guilty, guilty. Who did the daf in Rosh Hashanah about Gehenim and Ganeid and that exciting daf? Who did that? Ah, Gehenim Kala, Vehemenim Kalan. Karkafta de Lamanach Tvilin. You remember which daf? And Yudches. Celebrity Kufrelech. That daf in Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara asks a question. Hashem, Hashem. You remember? Why Hashem, Hashem, Kerach, Abachan, twice? And for the Gemara, Kan, Koydim, Sheyechta, Kan, Lachet, Sheyechta. One is before you sin, one is after you sin. Frek de Rosh, I don't understand. In Rosh Hashanah, why do you need Midas Arachamim before you sin? You give Midas Arachamim is Rachamim, compassion. I understand Achet Sheyechta. Why do you need Hashem, Koydim, Sheyechta? Chakut Ayid. What after have to have Rachamim on you? So you remember what the Rosh answers? Huh? Chavrusa did the Rosh. Okay, Gavalda. Where's your Chavrusa? He's still learning the Rosh? So I'll tell you what the Rosh says. You can look it up afterwards. I'll trust you. The Rosh says, I don't know why it brings it, could be, could be. The Rosh says, because Hashem knows you're going to sin. Okay. But I'm going to tell you a vart from the Sar Beis Hazoyar, the Helekizidu Choy Vereb. This is what I saw in one of his svarim. He says, real He says, Kaidim Sheyechta, you really need Rachamim, because you usually feel arrogant. The person who walks around, see, holier than thou, we call it, holier than thou. He says, you really need Rachamim. After Yechta, you're vulnerable. You don't think you're a Those are the people you got to be afraid of. Those are the people you got to be scared of. I walk around the Kaimis Kufa. Yeah? I walk around, my ticket oil is perfect with a checklist. I did everything right. I just don't have a relationship with God. I just don't have a relationship with truth. There's no infinity in my life. There's no surprises. There's no growth. That's the koyach of ischachos that comes from a person realizing Hashem. It's always a state of psula. I never touched it yet. There's always deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But I have to be open to it. It's ain't safe. How much am I open? People who are more alive, they're more open to their own infinity. They're more open to the infinity in the world. This is such an important idea that it's the reason why half of our life we spend sleeping. The Gemara in Psacha makes a whole cheshbon that much of our life is spent sleeping. The Rambam says in Hilchis Deis, you're supposed to sleep eight hours a night. I don't know how many of you get eight hours. The Mogan Avram says in Erechayim Reish Lamed Ches, that there's a Pasuk, Shleim HaMelech says in Kehelis, in Eoiv, Yashanti, Oz Yonuachli. Oz is Al of Zion, eight. That's what Mogan Avram says. That's the Mok of the Rambam, you have to sleep for eight hours. It's a Remez in Eoiv. Why did Hashem do this? 
eight hours a day, and even if he can get away with seven hours, Mahadrim and Mahadrim do 12 hours. There are those, especially as Bachrim, who do 18 hours a day. They want a Mamadri Mahadrim. Should be a Nuach Lili Yolambot. But why did Ibn Shalom do this? It's a system that he created. You say, well, the body needs to replenish itself. But he could have made it without sleeping. Just like we inhale oxygen. We need to inhale oxygen every single moment to live. And we do it 24 hours a day. When you're awake, when you're asleep, when you're eating, when you're... A person. The process of replenishing the body through sleep, he could have done when we're awake. So no, we spend half a life much of the day, a third of the day, Le'erech, Kol Chad Lefum Shura Delay, sleep. Taka the Medr says in B'nai Shis Rabbi Yudala that when you go at night in the Shammah's Oyla Lamayla V'Shay Evis Larua Chayim, she gets a new spirit of life. The Gemara says in Brachas, Shinas Echad Meshishim B'Misa. I got it. But the whole system could have been different. But this is the say that Hashem made by everybody. This one sleeps a little less, this one sleeps a little more. But a huge time of the day goes, and everyone you all know, sometimes the day finishes, I wish I had another few hours. I wish I had, you gotta sleep. Shabbos, you gotta sleep. What's the, what's the secret behind the system? So it says in Sifri Chsidus, one of the reasons is, beautiful, beautiful word. Without that, life would be a continuum. And the Rebbeinu Shalom wanted, Life should be new every single day. It's 9-11. That's why it's not even a half an hour sleep. Half an hour sleep you do by my drosha. You put your head down, you back. Right? That, that's not the real thing. Sleep. Sleep a significant amount of the night or of the day. Depends on the mass. And now you wake up. It's 9-11. Why is that so important? Because so much of life is that I'm stuck in the past. I repeat the same stories, the same patterns. The Rebbeinu Shalom says, It's a new day. I think it's paid a ches. Once went to bathe in Chamei Tveria. Anybody ever went to Chamei Tveria? Here. Huh? You were in the hot springs of Tveria? It's quite an interesting place. Rashi says it was left over from the Mabel. It's natural hot springs. And they built it into a whole infrastructure. But already in the Zman Hashas, you see in Mishnayis, Chamei Tveria was a Metzias. And it has very medicinal, it has it for refuah, for health. It's very, very conducive for helping people in terms of their physical health. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, who were the G'dayli Hadar. Rabbi Yochanan was the editor of Talmud Yerushalmi, which was written 100 years before Talmud Bavli, according to them. And his brother-in-law was Rish Lakish. And they were going, they went to Chamitveria. And by the Chamitveria, as in every good Jewish institution, who stands in front of Chamitveria? Ashnarim. The best was Ashnarer is the guy who has a Harvard PhD in fundraising. In Yiddish, it's called Ashnarer. And the guy asks Rabbi Yochanan Rishlakish for tzedakah, evil tzedakah. So what do they say to him? They say to Rabbi Yochanan Rishlakish, they say, we're going into bathe. 
When we come out, we'll give you tzedakah. It doesn't say in Gemara how long they were there. An hour, six hours, a day, two hours. It doesn't say. They came out. He was dead. The beggar was dead. Oi, how would you feel? Guy's asking you for a couple of dollars. He wants to buy a drink. Yeah. You say, whatever I'm doing, whatever it is, you come out, Hatzala is there, not Hatzala, Misaska. How would you feel? Anybody? You don't have to all answer at once, huh? Huh? <laughs> Somebody once said about a Jew, he said, if he doesn't feel guilty, he blames himself. <laughs> How many years would you be, need therapy for such an event? Especially Ayid, Baishonim, Rachmonim, Gamle Chasadim. You walk in, I murdered a man, Mamish, but you cannot be a dying. I had a lot of money, I could have given him something. Six hours later, he's dead. I didn't know that he was holding by uh, such starvation or thirst. You know the story, there was once a woman who lived in Beverly Hills. She was worth $29 million. She comes out of her palace, and there's a homeless guy. He says, ma'am, 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 please, a couple of dollars. I haven't eaten in three days. She looks at him, and she says, wow, I'm so jealous. I wish I would have such willpower. (laughs) Talk about narcissism. Talk about seeing things from your own perspective. What did Rish Lakish tell Rabbi Yochanan? He looks at Rabbi Yochanan and he says, We didn't have the schus to help him out during his lifetime. At least we should have the schus to help him out during his death. Let's take care of him. They went and they covered all the expenses for the Levaya, for the Tara, for the Tachrichim, for the Kvura. For the Matseva. When they do the Tara, of course, you remove the clothes in order to bury the goof. They remove the clothes, and inside, in his tash, they find a lot, a lot of golden coins. The man had a lot of money. In other words, he never had a chalas. Either it was a sickness not to use money, which some people have, so he starved to death, or something else. But he had a lot, a lot of money. That's the story. What's the point of the story? I want you to think about it. If I saw this matzah, what would I say? I would say, I'm a killer, I'm a murderer. And for the next 20 years, I'm sitting at a therapist to try to make me feel better that I murdered this shnari. And what would have happened? I would have never found out the truth. Rishlokish didn't feel bad. Where's the guilt? Why doesn't Rishlokish tell to Rabbi Yochanan? Rabbi Yochanan, O-M-G. Capital. With nine emojis. O-M-G, look what we... Not a heart. The Gemara doesn't mention it. I don't understand. But that's the whole point. The goodness of the story. 
Of course, Rabbi Yochan wasn't happy that he died. And Rabbi Yochan and Shlach were happy that he died. I'm sure they felt horrible. The Gemara doesn't have to tell you how a Jew feels when somebody died. That's not the Sugir. The Gemara is trying to tell you something else. They could have remained stuck there, Le'olam Vod. Rishlokish turned to the Yochanan and said, What's the Avoidah right now? Ma Hashem Alekecha Shoyel Me'imach Doirish Me'imach Yes L'Rigoyim Tifchanenu HaMechadish Betuvah Bechayim Tavit Maseh Bereshis I may have made a horrible mistake. Horrible. Maybe. And maybe I'll have to do Tshuva for the rest of my life. What's our calling right now? What's my mission right now? Are you to Kura? You're right. Let's say I'm guilty. But a Jew has to be buried. We didn't have the schuss to help him when he was alive. Let's help him now. And what happens when they do this? They suddenly realize they have no reason to be guilty. Imagine what it saved them. Whoops. There go the notes. So Daphne said, Hello, my Torah, yell it, yell it, with the schatches, unnotes. It's fine, it's fine. We're winding down. Hamoyed the Kazakh. If they would have focused on the past, they would have never even realized the truth of the past. Because they focused on the present and on the future, they realized the truth of the past. Isn't this so true in people's lives? People get obsessed with what happened. That story repeats itself in their brain incessantly, nonstop. And they don't even know really what happened. But when you realize life is nishta, or as the Navi Yeshaya says, Every moment is fresh and new. There's a new hischachos in the Bria. There's a new flow. There's a pulsating vibrancy that flows through the cosmos right now. And if I'm living with yesterday, the Rebbein Shalom says, Wake up. It's a new life. It's a new world. Shamayim chadoshim v'eretz chadoshim. Why are you stuck there? Wake up to the now. The Aslanim Evart, the Helik Aslanim, and we say in the Agada, Mitchiloiv Davidazari Hayavishaini, the Akshav Kervenu Amakim Lavidosa. So he says like this there's two philosophies in life. One philosophy is you're always focusing on Mitchila. It used to be Mitchila, Amol, the good old days. You ever heard that? The Gita Alpitzait, the Dain Tatig of any Yeshiva. The good old days, says the Aslanim. That's That's how Avodah handles. It's always about what used to be. But Achshav, when you're living in Achshav, in the now, Karvani Hamakam Now you know that you're in the space of Hashem. How do you know at every moment if you're in the space of Hashem or not? You have to look. If you're living with Mithila or you're living with Achshav. If you're Karvani Hamakam if you're in the space of the divine, if you're in the space of the Rebbeinu Shalom, in his space there's joy and confidence, and there's always the presence of now. What is the greatest moment in life? 
What is the greatest moment in life? What is the greatest place you will ever visit in your life? And who is the most important person you will ever meet in your life? There's the Avay Zara answer, and there's the godly answer. And the godly answer is the most important moment in life is now. And the most important and greatest space in life is the space where you're standing in now. I always want to go somewhere else. Show me the action. Ooh, ooh. You look for the action. The action in the life. This life, 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 life. Relax, take off your shoes. If you can't find Hashem right here, right now, you won't be able to find them anywhere else. And who's the most important person you'll ever meet? The person you're talking to right now. Because this is where the Bria is. This is where the Chius, Elakis, Hamechadish, Betivay, Bechol, Yom Tomat, Master, Bereshis, this Havuzak, the Baal Shem Tev, is Bechol, Rege, Verege, Mamash, based on the Medrash Tehillim, on the Pasik, Loyal, Hashem, Varachim, Itzav, Hashemayim. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, they could have focused on the past. They would have lost not only the present, but also the past. By focusing on the present, they actually learned about the past. Sometimes people made mistakes. Who didn't make mistakes? People made mistakes in their marriages. People made mistakes with their children. Some people made big mistakes with their children. Some of your parents made mistakes with you. That's why you came out so good. Because you had this complex that you had to compensate for. And every day you drive yourself to success. I'll prove my father. <laughs> I don't mean you. You understand the concept. Right? Like if you would have had a good education, you wouldn't be so successful. You would have a job as a nine to five and this, because you would know English, you would know this, you would know that. Now, Baruch Hashem, you're making a lot of money. Thank God, all you need is a little chutzpah. You have to get used to my humor. Don't take it so seriously. It's fine. But people make mistakes. That's how it is. People make mistakes with their children. People make mistakes with themselves. People make mistakes with their marriage. And even you, you're talking a younger chavit, but you also made some mistakes. Because the mistakes that people make on us, we usually make on other people too. That's how the cycle goes. But there's a choice in life. The choice in life is, I focus on my mistakes, or as the Medrash Rabbah says, Ein va'ata ela loshen tshuva. When it says the word va'ata, it means tshuva. Va'ata yisrael ma'ashem alakech shalom ayimach is tshuva. Va'ata pen yishlach adam he's going to take from the etzachayim is tshuva. What's the connection? The yisoyed of tshuva is the one word ata with an ayin. Now, I can live in the past, or I can live in va'ata. Ein va'ata ela loshen. So you're going to say, no, Shuvah is all about the past. No, no, no. Shuvah is about moving on from the past. He's up there, I'm not the same. I'm not the same person anymore. I am the same person. I'm not the same person. Person is infinite. I went into a deeper place. Shuvah is the glorious belief that even if I made mistakes, and even if I made terrible mistakes, and even if those mistakes affected other people, I'm never a victim to my circumstances. I always have the koyachais chachus, the ability to recreate my life 
the ability to recreate my circumstances, the ability to mend many of my mistakes, and the belief and the understanding that there's no such a thing a person is be'etzim stuck in a story, in a trauma, in an old pattern of thinking. You can create new neural pathways in your brain. Today we know in neuroplasticity, chachmas arufua, that you literally can create new neural pathways, new highways in your brain, new ways to think. How? By thinking in new ways, and by doing things in new ways, and by reacting in new ways. And by main thing is, that's what tshuva is, noticing where I'm getting stuck. So the Rebbeinah Shalaylam wanted that every single day, when I wake up in the morning, I should be able to say, What a yesterday. Oh, it's been eight hours ago, seven hours ago, six hours ago. Every day is a new life. What do you mean I have the same job? <laughs> I have the same wife, Baruch Hashem. I have the same children, Baruch Hashem. You really want to exchange them every day? That's the my love, Ba'ula. Consistency, discipline. Because consistency is the soil upon which creativity blossoms. The most creative people are successful only when they're consistent. Sometimes artists think that they're creative, so they don't need a schedule. Three in the morning, four in the morning, they're not successful. The most successful artists are the people who have a schedule. They wake up, they go to sleep, they put in a full day, a full night, but they have a schedule. Because consistency, in Hebrew it's called ikviyut. He's talking ikviyut of Yiddish. Consistency, yeah? Routine. Huh? Routine. 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 Of Yiddish. Of English, basic. You can't say English. Huh? Regal Messick. That's good. Oh? Ain't Regal Messickite. Consistent. You must have that. You know it in your own work. Avada, you need mazel. He was once a great golfer. And he did very, very well. And they asked him, why do you do so much better than all your colleagues? He says, it's luck. It's luck. But the funny thing is, the more I practice, the more luck I have. <laughs> and it's so true in business. You all know, say after the Shemaya. Consistency is critical in life. But consistency should never be a trap. The trap of boredom, of monotony, of rote. Life is so full of surprises. It's so full of opportunity. It's so full of energy. It's so full of newness. It's so full of vitality. It's so full of infinity. How can I be stuck in a little rut? Open yourself up. Gal Einai. Vabita Neflois Mitarasach. David Amalek was the Rosh Sanhedrin. At Altsgevost. But he remained a yellow. Gal Einai. Open up my eyes. Vabita Neflois Mitarasach. So I'll be able to see. I'll be able to see the Nefloyas. Every day I wake up. A new event. I'm going to conclude with this. Who learned Avchav Gimel? You. Oh. Devada Masadir Alein. Devada Masadir Alein. Okay. So we're going to finish with a little astronomy. But don't shut down on me, because those of you who are learning astronomy during Masechet Rosh Hashanah, so you'll appreciate it. 
And those who didn't, you'll understand it. The Mishnah Rishonad of Gimel Amid speaks about how they investigated the witnesses who said there's a new moon. How they did the investigations. They had to ask all these types of questions to make sure that it's MS, so they could be Mekadim the Chaydish. They could say it's Rishchaydish. One of the questions the Mishnah and the Gemara explains is which way the moon was facing. What's Pshat, which way the moon was facing? The moon in the beginning of the month, of course, is not a ball. It's what we call a crescent, like a little sliver, right? Like you have a, a little, a little shura. Huh? Yeah. A banana, okay. <laughs> a banana, yeah. Just don't make a bracha on it. But yeah, a banana. That's the moon. So the question, so you have like, so the two sides of the moon, it's called in English a concave, a concave it's called. So you have the two karnayim, the two points, the two horns of the moon, like the two edges of the banana. Is it fa- was it facing the sun? Or is it not facing the sun? You see the moon, the sun sets, you see the moon is the two karnayim, the two points facing the sun, or it's the opposite side. It's facing the opposite direction of the sun. So the Gemara, if they say that it's facing the sun... You know that they are lying. Favas. Why? Say again. The sun never saw the blemish of the moon. It's impossible. If the two points of the banana are facing the sun... So what's that whole piece inside? It's dark. Because remember, only that little crescent is light. The Chama never saw the dark side of the moon, ever. This means that the Levana's points are facing in the other direction. So the crescent that's shining, that the Chama sees. But the other side, if it would be facing the other side, it means the Chama sees the dark side of the moon. The Birchim said, the sun never saw the dark side of the moon. The sun only sees, meaning the sun only faces, faces the light side of the moon. How does Rabbi Yechonah know this? I'm asking you, why did the sun never see the dark side of the moon? Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Because if the sun looks at the moon, there's no dark side. The whole light of the moon is a reflection of the sun's light. Zayagit. So if I'm the sun and I'm looking at the Levana, the part that I'm facing is, can't be dark. How can it be dark? If I'm looking at it, it's not dark anymore. And if it's dark, it means it's not facing the sun. That's the problem. The problem is the Levana is a ball. Half faces the sun, half doesn't face the sun. So when it's a crescent, the sun is reflected in a little tiny sliver of the Levana, and the other part, the dark part, is taka facing away, and therefore it doesn't reflect the sun. But the Bjorchenen says it, The sun never saw the dark side of the moon. Yeah, no kidding. If the sun sees it, it's not dark. Ah! Rabbi Yochan is not just talking about the sun and the moon. Rabbi Yochan is talking about every sun and every moon. The sun is the mashpia, 
and the moon is the Makabal. And he says, it's true about every teacher and every student, every parent and every child, every husband and every wife, every relationship where there's a giver and there's a receiver. A real mashpia, a real son, a real rebbe, a real father, a real mentor, never sees the dark side of the moon. I don't see it. You know why I don't see it? Because when I look at you, I'm busy giving you so much light that I can't see the darkness anymore. In other words, there's two ways of how to relate to people. One is you look at a person who you love and you see the darkness. You see the beginner, the blemish, how cold they are, how tzamazdik, how tzahak, tzfavundit, wounded, traumatized, sick, dark, finster. That's what I see. You may be a good guy. A real chama, the moment I'm looking at you, you know what I see? I see your light. And I see your ability to reflect light. It doesn't mean that the sun is naive. The sun is not dumb. The sun is not stupid. Oh, the sun, he's such a shaita. He doesn't see that the moon is dark. No! He knows when I'm here, the moon is not dark. Because I give him so much light and I reveal in him all of his light. That's what Rabbi Yechim is teaching. And if a witness doesn't understand this, he can't say, if you don't understand this. If I'm busy telling you how bad you are and how messed up you are and how dark you are, get another son. Get another chama. This is not the right chama. Not because the chama is stupid and dumb. Chama knows everything that everybody else knows. When the chama is present, Suddenly the Levana comes to life. The Levana is shining. The Levana is alive. This is the Koya Chais Chachas Kazera Eva Kaddish Chodesh Miloshin Chidish. The whole much of Rish Hashanah is about Chachim. Chodesh Miloshin Chidish. The sun is stable, consistent. The sun is the Pchina of Pula. The moon is the Pchina of Psula. That's why it says in Kabbalah, it's Chodesh is called Yichud Shimshu Vesiara. It's the unity between the masculine and the feminine. Shemesh Yereach is Zohar. Levon is Nekeva. That's the Pchina of David Malach Yisrael Chai Vekayim. You remember when Rebbe sent Rebchia to be Mekadosh the Chodesh in Ein Tav? That's your Daf? You remember which Daf? Daf Chafei. What's the simon that he told him? David Malach Yisrael Chai Vekayim. Why that the simon? So Shari Ephraim brings from his Rebbe because... David is Levana. David is Malchus. Femininity. Malchus. So Chama and Levana, Yichud Shimshu Vesiera, is the Chosen and the Kala. Shemesh is Tmidim Kesidra. It's consistent. Pchin of Baula. Levana is Musafim Kil Chosen. It disappears. It's gone. Two days you don't see the Levana. It's in a depression. So you would think the Levana is gone. It makes a comeback. Every month. Anaya Chiddush. A new comeback. It's Chachos. Psula. That's the Kayach Levana. The Chama brings this out in the Levana. 
I never see you as hopeless. I never see you as dark. What I see is an opportunity for me to give you more light. Whenever you meet somebody in life, you have a choice. I could look at the person and see their darkness. But if you want to be a real son, you don't see the darkness. You see an opportunity to give light, to be an ambassador of light and of love and of hope so that you have the hischatrus of Elul, Mereshis Hashana, even at Acheris Shana, Heinga Alti Eschem Acheris Kivreshis, Liois Lochem Leloikim, Bimheira Bi Amenu, Amen, when it's going to be Vahoya Ur Alavana, Kaur Hachama, Kaur Shiva Sayamim Kmoy Shahoisa, Koide Miuta, Ubikshu Hashem Melekeim Veis David Malkam, David Melech Yisrael Chai Vekayam, as the Birmiya just learned in a Shoshana Dav Chafei, Bekariv Bi Amenu Amen. Thank you. On Agid Geben Shtyar, Aksiva Vachsiva Toiva, on Atzlacher Abin Alts, Mitzchachas. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.